0: I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Every. Day.
1: and welcome to Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. Uh, I'm Zach Palmer. Is that my name? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you forget when you're locked up for such a long time. Uh, sitting next to me is Isaac Wright.
2: So I'm just going to hit y'all with a concept really fast, just fast and loose with a Serpentine foreskin. I <laughs> just wanted to throw that mental image out there, and then I yield the floor.
1: I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> The logistics of whatever that is i'm done uh joining us from the void is chrissy
0: beetle Uh,
1: oh man it's been weird obviously we have been silent for a few weeks because um well we've been busy uh, working, mostly. as has probably
2: a lot of people. They've been busy in different yeah. ways. Things yeah. are yeah. very strange.
1: <laughs> uh, all of us are "quote unquote" essential workers, so we've been working this whole time. Some of us uh, a lot. Uh, Ha-ha, so it's,
0: I'm essential. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those things where, uh, frankly, we haven't had time. Uh, but we we knew uh, we were going to get back to it eventually. Um, it's a weird situation for both. England and the U.S. right now. Uh, the U.S. Yeah. is currently in that stage where they're like, "Yeah, we want to leave uh, our house." And uh, some people are thinking that's a good idea when they're not. They're not correct. Uh, but uh, they
0: are wrong.
1: Yeah, they're they're really wrong. It's mostly a lot of like alt right and like Trump supporter type people that are saying, "Liberate this state. It's liberate. a free that country.
0: State. Where's it's my free
1: freedoms?" Country. Yeah. Um, I mean, good luck dying. So whatever. It's not. That,
2: yeah, I don't know. Like, I have really,
0: uh, really upset feelings about it because yeah. it's just like
2: I don't understand why there's so little emphasis on people that know stuff instead of yeah. so much emphasis on people that know nothing. Yeah, you know. And uh, where do these people come from that that follow
0: the people that know nothing? You know I'm what bl- I mean? I, I blame the flat earthers. Uh, yeah. No, but Look, it's, okay. at this point, honestly, it's going to sound <laughs> super controversial. But fuck it. If they get it and die, they get it and die. They fucking deserve it at wow. this point.
2: Okay, but I'll, I'll go somewhere with the flat Earth thing. I'll say this. Notice how flat earthers, they, it doesn't matter if they're wrong and they're pushing an idea that's kind of wrong. It doesn't hurt anybody. The people that are thinking that this, what's going on right now is a hoax, those are people that are actually actively hurting people. You know what I mean? Flat earthers are sitting there like, it doesn't matter if the earth is flat or not. I'm not like killing anyone because of the fact that I believe that. (laughs) Except those people that just... Sail off into nowhere (laughs) expecting to fall off the planet. Those people, I'm sorry,
1: or the guy who literally died from building his own rocket and then plummeting to Earth because the parachute didn't deploy. He Uh,
2: made a lot of decisions on his own. The flat earth, like belief system, might have inspired him.
1: (laughs) What I I mean really is that the flat (laughs) earthers, the flat earthers are like the core of the same group of people. Do you know what I mean? I people, guess. I, I understand, where you're, from, yeah, I understand
2: where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But again, but they're harmless. And then you have like really, really harmful people out there spreading misinformation, well, including people in the I, government. And that the, pisses the, me the off most. Is,
1: the thing is, is I'm absolutely certain the flat earthers believe the same thing that the oh, virus is like a hoax. And like... I'm hoping, I have
2: a shred of hope that that's not the case. Oh, I guarantee it it's true. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I'm oh, sorry Isaac. to demolish all hope. But... <laughs> I, lost all sh- I lost all hope when I started dealing with the public during this time. It's rough. Yeah.
2: I think we all can say that it is rough. So how's
0: it in England? <laughs> I don't want to kill almost anyone that comes into my store. Mr. FBI <laughs> man, that was a joke. <laughs> 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 They, uh, they, yeah. they don't Basically, have jurisdiction over there. my store is just, they go into the gulag when this is over because <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Great. Uh, well, um. They keep touching me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they not to supposed to touch us. <laughs> I wish it's they like... get out my way.
2: Yeah, you go to one of those haunted houses where they specifically say, you know, the actors aren't allowed to touch you, but then they do. Like, But now you don't even get the chance to file a lawsuit. You just get to scream into the void and possibly get fired if you make too much of a fuss about
0: it. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. I'm, I, I will say one thing for, for at least my store. Our managers are really, and the security are really keeping on top of the assholes. That's good. So I will say that.
2: Yeah, I wish... I wish any store here had security. Yeah,
0: I feel so <laughs> yeah. bad for anyone working <laughs> yeah. in like Kroger and shit right now. Oh it's yeah. It's
2: rough. And
1: they're doing they're not doing good. Yeah,
2: Some it's really are. rough. I've
0: I've heard from various Houston people that work in Kroger.
2: Yeah, from what my parents yeah. have told me down in the Houston Galveston area, like it they try their best, but it sounds like it's a madhouse every time you go to the store. And they try to manage I mean, it, but it doesn't sound like it's ever manageable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a madhouse at mine, but yeah. we're sort of slightly getting back to normal,
1: Diff.
0: sort of. I, well, I, I pray for y'all.
1: <laughs> thanks.
2: Well, wash your hands. Practice good judgment. I'm not even going to say social distancing, and just good judgment. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just common sense, good judgment. And then let's talk about something weird. Let's talk about let's talk about a big boy. Oh man, the
0: big boy oh. washes hands. <laughs> yeah, and he's weird... good weird social distancing. Oh yeah, he's
2: very good. His weird misshapen hands.
0: Are
1: he sparkling might... clean. He might be the champion of social distancing, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, well, today, as you've probably figured out by the title, we are talking about cryptids. This is, a, this is our first episode about cryptids, uh, and we we're talking about the big grand snow daddy of them all, uh, <laughs> y- the daddy. Yeti. Uh, so, if y'all are ready, let's get into it. So, uh, the Yeti meta. The Abominable Snowman, it goes by many names, but whatever you call it, the bipedal monster of the Himalayas has been subject to public discussion and intrigue in the world of cryptids for hundreds of years, literally hundreds of years. Uh, this week, in part one of our first ever consecutive two-part series, we are going to cover the mystery that captured our imagination as one of the oldest cryptids on record, and... Uh, the the one thing you immediately learn about the yeti is there are no pictures of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, Snow true. Daddy. I, I have I have a picture in my mind of what Snow Daddy looks like, and he's beautiful.
2: <laughs> I don't like abominable though. Like I I, I was reading in, in some of the stuff that I read, like when he was first written down, it was like a journalist that wrote it down. It was originally translated to filthy, but then he just made up abominable. Yeah. Cuz it sounded better. I want to go back to the Filthy Snowman. <laughs> Give me the Filthy Snowman. Again.
1: It
0: works even better, really. I know, oh. it's great. The filthy
1: Snowman sounds like a weird sex movie. <laughs> I was say the same thing. <laughs> or like the sequel you, to that are Michael are you Keaton movie.
0: Right? The, the snow the the Snow Daddy is not a Filthy
1: Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, I, baby, give I'm, me I'm that just filthy snowman.
0: An hour shift. That's what, this is the, the all the shit you get from. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's gonna be a raunchy episode. I think already. I mean, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. I Feel like uh, the
2: filthy snowman likes the Albuquerque elbow and the the New Jersey Turnpike. Like he does them all in one session.
0: And don't forget the Alaskan condos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> oh, so
2: mine weren't.
1: Mine were not. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm learning too much already. I've learned already so much for this episode, and now I'm learning too much. I've I've been overloaded. Uh, man, this episode we're gonna talk about some crazy shit. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about a lot of feet. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of very true. There's a lot of feet that we're gonna talk about. A lot of feet. Some uh, section of know, the community. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a subsection no of the
2: community. That... <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's uh, this is this is the cryptid for the foot fetishes.
0: Uh, <laughs> Wait, get Ash way. in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get Ash in here. Uh, no, it's it's a uh, we talk about the Cold War a little bit. Uh, there's yeah, uh, we're talking a lot about mountains. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. old mountaineers in this. Uh, it's just it's a ton of just white guys who love to climb mountains. Yeah, it was interesting that you know the the, the, the ever. Everest lore
2: kind of overlaps with Yeti lore. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I found yeah. I found that really interesting. Oh, they're
1: very closely tied. Cuz I mean, out. I guess it makes yeah. sense
2: obviously, Himalayas, you know, Everest and everything. But you know Everest now is like a tourist destination, you know. Yeah. It's it's like a really big money maker for tourism companies and for um, and Nepal death. itself, right? Oh yeah, you know, and, and the yeah. yes. and, and the Grim Reaper himself. Yes. But um but I didn't realize that the very first explorers that were doing Everest and stuff were also like the like, number one Yeti hunters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they were the yeah. ones with their ear to the ground about, "Hey, is this thing fucking real yeah. or not?" <laughs> that's
1: it. Yeah, that's the wildest thing. Is like the Yeti's so closely tied to the Himalayas that if you try to climb any peak in the Himalayas, you're going to hear a story or maybe even see something yourself mm-hmm. related to the Yeti. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's that's big, big
0: feet picks.
2: <laughs> and the only other the other big thing that I learned. That I think is really important is I love how much that the Imbobinal Snowman or the Eddie is like the cousin of Bigfoot that your mom always talks about, like the abominable snowman went to Yale and he has like a (laughs) computer job. He's making like six figures now. What are you doing? And Bigfoot's sitting there just like playing games in his basement like, (laughs) God damn it, mom, get
1: off my bed. Yeah, Yeah. Bigfoot (laughs) is like the 40-year-old version to to the Chad Yeti.
0: (laughs) Bigfoot versus Chad Yeti.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But by that I just meant like the lore of the Yeti is feels so sophisticated and fleshed out and there's so much research behind it so much more scholarly yeah Yeah. but but all the the most preeminent source of information about bigfoot is from a 40 year old man on the back of a truck in arkansas (laughs) screaming at you from the side of the road like i saw bigfoot he's real i saw him over there by this shirt this shirt says that you believe in bigfoot was
1: because yeah. bigfoots in America. That's I know. a large I know. part. Of it. But it is like a guy that lives on the edge of Yellowstone National Park in an RV yeah. uh, and like
0: he has his own AM station, you know. Uh, oh. And his wife left him because of his 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 uh, bigfoot obsession.
1: Three wives have left him because of his
2: bigfoot. But the funny obsession. thing is they keep hooking up with other bigfoot enthusiasts because they're also like deep yeah. down secretly amazed by bigfoot. Yeah. It's just, like you're doing it wrong he didn't know how to get bigfoot my thomas he'll find bigfoot they one a day bigfoot. i know he will
1: <laughs> have a bigfoot fetish yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think my my favorite my favorite yeti thing is the fact that he's not actually white and just pop yeah right like, now nah, that big yeah. white yeah, no. any
2: cartoon you see it's just like big old Michelin man looking motherfucker yeah. as the Yeti. But yeah, that's or, like, not, or like Monsters <laughs> Inc. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's not like that at every, all. Every
1: every description that you've ever heard about the Yeti, like from the actual sources, say that it's like dark haired yeah, like or a sort of it's got head. brown hair. Basically some sort of bear.
2: Either a yeah. giant bear or a giant fox. That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. And we'll get into theories next episode about like what it might be and like the yeah. history behind like what things that it could possibly be we'll also talk a little bit about that this episode but that's more gonna be for episode two
0: he's uh, a sassy sexy redhead and that's uh, all you need to <laughs> yeah, true enough <laughs> uh
1: so let's let's like get into like the ancient lore of of the yeti because that's where it all starts it all starts with the Lepcha people yeah, see, and this
2: is, this is where I'm kind of blind. I don't really know much about the ancient stuff. I know mostly about, like, from the 1900s on is kind of the stuff that I read. Like, modern explorers going out and trying to right. find so here's, the Yeti. So,
1: here's the origins of all okay. of that. So, according to writings from Danish author H. Seeger in his book Abominable Snowman, Himalayan Religion and Folklore from the Lepshe's of Sikkim, <laughs> some of the earliest known records of the Yeti, or at least something resembling the Yeti, originate from the Lepcha people, who now largely reside in the state of Sikkim in India and the Darjeeling district. Uh, in their pre-Buddhist uh, beliefs, they supposedly worshipped a glacier being as the god of the hunt. Uh, some of the uh, Lepshas believed that the blood of a quote-unquote wild man uh, would be useful in ceremonies, religious ceremonies. Uh, it wasn't until the writings of Brian H. Hodgson, Hodgson, sorry, <laughs> uh, a British representative in the royal court of Kathmandu that we got first-hand accounts of sightings in English. Uh, His assistants, who were largely Nepalese, told him stories of uh, quote-unquote wild men who walked quote-unquote fully erect with long, dark hair and no tail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. As in upright, not as in (laughs) rock hard all the time. Let me believe
2: the other way.
0: You never know. He could have been rock hard and you would never know. I mean, he could be
1: standing tall and have a huge boner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, considering this was the first time it was written into English. You know, it's up for debate whether or not by fully erect they meant walking upright or just with a massive dong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeti hangs mad dog all the time. <laughs> uh man, but yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting because and you'll notice this as we go throughout, the Yeti is so tightly uh like knitted to the people of Nepal. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. it's very important to the people of Nepal. It's part of like their culture, their religion, of, of everything that they, they do. Like the people who, mostly like the Buddhist uh, Nepalese that live like up in, in the monasteries, up in the mountains and stuff, they have uh, a reverence for the Yeti, mm-hmm. let's say. I mean, it, it depends on kind of the different sex, I guess, but it's it's one of those things that- He's it's like, there,
0: mate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something they've talked about.
1: Yeah, it's something they've had records of. They have paintings of, like, mm. like mm. the Yeti and stuff, and they've had this for years and years and years.
2: Yeah, I read a couple things. I know that there was a monastery where they had... I can't remember if it was a finger or some sort of appendage of it that they had and was, like, worshipped oh, one of the monasteries yeah, a hand. We'll get to that. Okay, yeah, I know yes. there's that. But, yeah. the, but the Abominable Snowman or the Yeti is also used as kind of... You know, you're like grim fairy tale. It's like don't yeah. don't fuck around in the wilderness, otherwise you're gonna get eaten by Big Boy. You know, like, like that's what one of the purposes of him. Yeah. But I mean, I like how he starts more as much more revered and more ethereal, like yeah. spiritual being.
1: Yeah. Think of him. Um, yeah. Think of like a like a spiritual kind of mythical being, kind of mm. like a
2: like Jesus on the T Rex.
0: Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is my Jesus on the T-Rex. On Yet. <laughs> yeti oh, is no, everybody's no, Jesus no, the big on the T-Rex. is God, and then Mothman is Jesus on the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, sexy... Like, uncomfortably sexy Jesus. Uncomfortably I mean, sexy Jesus.
2: <laughs> I don't know if this is blasphemous or not, but is any Jesus... T- Uncomfortably sexy. I feel like Jesus is always just like the
1: right amount of sexy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what race he is. I don't care what what language you're speaking. I feel like Jesus is always just like hitting. Jesus is the
1: very white of messiahs. Yes. Uh, I've said that for years, and I will continue to say that all of the time. (laughs)
0: Um, I I appreciate that he has no tail, unless you mean front tail, in which I'm sad.
1: Oh. No, they I they, I guess they had to specify that Yeti has no tail, but yeah, he just Yeah. He's he has he's got the he got them
0: cheeks though. You know? <laughs> he, he he slapped some cheeks. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I expected of this. Yeti. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're just <laughs> you're just climbing in the Himalayas and you just hear in the distance <laughs> you just like Is that some Yeti cheeks clapping?
0: <laughs> and then and then you just, like, get one of, like, the Tibetan monks who are, like, on a silence, like, vow, just nod and just... <laughs> <laughs> just, just have that, like, like, smile of just like, yes.
1: Yeah, just really, really sagely just like, yes, that is the cheeks of the Yeti. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have discovered one of the wonders of the natural world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Glacier being sounds like such a cool name.
1: Yeah. It is cool. I think of like I think you know in in terms of like what the yeti is like. If we have like an analog to us, it would be like some sort of mythical creature, kind of like a unicorn, yeah. mm-hmm. or like a or like maybe angels are sort of like in that sort of realm as far as like mythical pseudo religious yeah. sort of beings,
0: yeah.
2: If, if you take the like Judeo Christian like, I guess stick away yeah angels are kind of the same yeah. where they're just kind of a mythical being that hangs around it as either a go an omen of good or bad fortune because I, I feel like he's probably both to the to the, like in tibet and in nepal i feel like i don't think he's always a, a, yeah. a gracious deity or yeah a gracious well, it, it, it's
1: also one of those things where like in recent times the belief is less in the yeti now than it used to be mm-hmm. um sure. Uh, but it, it is one of those things where they definitely at one time had like a mm. lot of reverence for yetis and uh, other beings too, not just the yetis, but they had they have other other like sort of mythical creatures in their uh, lexicon that what, they've.
2: What's really fascinating yeah. is that, I like I said I didn't realize it was around it, like, was an ancient type of idea, like I thought it was mm-hmm. like primarily uh, 18th 19th twentieth century. Well yeah, that's idea. when white people stumbled upon it. Yes. True. But yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Look, it only seems it only seems recent because white people only recently discovered it.
1: True. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that's the whole that's the uh the caveat there. That's the catch, yes. Um but let's um Let's talk about some of like the first ever like I guess harder evidence that has, was found out about the Yeti and this this is you know we're starting to get into 19th century when we're talking about this type of stuff. So um, <clears throat> the first person to document any sort of supposed hard evidence on the Yeti was Major Lawrence A. Waddell who observed Yeti footprints in 1889. Mm-hmm. Uh, And soon after that, in 1904, a British soldier by the name of William Hugh Knight purported that he had physically encountered a Yeti near uh, Gangtok Sikkim. He uh, described the creature as, quote-unquote, "...a little under six feet tall, with a shock of matted hair on his head, little hair on his face, highly splayed feet, and large, formidable hands." Uh, He also described it carrying what seemed to be a simple bow. Uh, He watched it for five or six minutes and then it ran down the hill away from him at such speed that I was, uh, quote unquote, I was impressed with the tremendous speed at which he traveled. Uh, Twenty-one years later, in 1925, an Italian photographer named N. A. Tambazzi, who was taking scenic photos in the Sikkim era area of the Himalayas, was called out of his tent by his porters to witness something down in the valley. There he saw a distinctly humanoid figure walking upright that was distinctly dark, but clearly not wearing clothes. It was picking and pulling at the dwarf rhododendron bushes further down in the valley, and after a minute or so, it disappeared into the brush. N.A. Timbazi didn't have time to take any photos, but went down to uh, to the point in the valley uh, where he had seen the figure and saw uh, footprints, about 15 or so. Uh, The footprints were small, only about 6 or 7 inches long, and about 4 inches wide at the widest point. All of this uh, description was supposedly published in Sambazi's very limited-run book, Account of a Photographic Expedition to the Southern Glaciers of Kangchenjunga in the <laughs> Sikkim Himalaya. It's a very long name. Uh, but copies of this book are very difficult to come by, and no copies are digitized, so it's difficult to discern the validity of this account. Interesting. Yeah.
0: What them Bigfoot hands do, though? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: it's interesting that his account of the, the size... Of the feet mm, differ yes. with what you find later. Yes. Because, like, when I know we're about to go into this, but like later, like, the, I think the most famous one is that one that's like 13 inches. Yeah, long, the shipped in front And it has of, like yeah. that big fucking thumb looking thing on it. Yep. And like, that's the most famous one. But it's interesting that his say that they're smaller. And yeah, I, I thought that was interesting.
1: Like I said, it's yeah. hard. I mean, <laughs> until you get into the actual scientists and stuff like that, it's hard to say what the validity of some of the accounts are. Uh, and we'll get into like maybe how uh, I guess believable some of it is, <laughs> but I mean, but Timbazi's is weird because there isn't like a surviving record,
2: right? right? And that's really yeah.
1: Um, and, and every description that I've seen has been a secondhand account from somebody who knew Timbazi. Hmm. Um, uh, and I I mean there was a description by Timbazi himself apparently, but that was that was written down by somebody else. So and and supposedly that book does exist, but I've never seen any copies of it. It's very difficult to find. So it is one of those things where it's hard to determine how real it is. And yeah, his description of the Yeti is different from everybody else's. Yeti is being under six feet tall having pretty small feet compared to the other like footprints that we see later. Uh, Mm. It's it might. I mean, if you're going to go all in and say if the Yeti was real, maybe it's a juvenile, which might be why it doesn't have so much hair
0: either uh so i mean yeah that's what go... that's what stuck out to me was could it could be was... or honestly it could have been a person like yeah. for, for, <laughs> from from, the, from just like the feet just from the feet like it could have been some sort of like <clears throat> like you know it could have been a person that lived out in the wilderness yeah it, it could have but... been
1: it could have also been a neanderthal yeah, but uh, I actually have a weird theory about that. But we will get into that next episode. Really uh, quick, since we mentioned yeah. it,
2: um, I just kind of want to have like a timeline really fast. Even by that point, what was that eighteenth century? That ni- was that early
0: nineteen twenties. Nineteenth century. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. Na- Timbazi's account is from nineteen
2: twenty-five. When are Neanderthals is thought to have like stopped? Like prehistory, right? Like yeah, there they weren't well, supposed to be any 50, more fifty thousand years ago. is where, oh, okay.
1: where yeah. we stopped seeing like most Neanderthal like bones. Uh, but but there, we'll, we'll get in. Uh, the, one of the theories, and in, in, like I said, we might c- cover this more in the next episode. But one of the theories is that the Neanderthal is actually integrated into us because they, scientists have been able to fa- find distinct Neanderthal DNA in some people's bloodlines right
2: and that's what i was about to ask yeah. you, Is it's like dude did they actually stick around though like this is going to be a weird reference but like the inhumans in marvel comics where they have their like own little city inside like a mountain range where they're just like cut off from everyone else you know what i mean did yeah. the neanderthals just have their own thing going it,
0: i mean it's possible I mean, in theory they could have yeah
2: huh okay yeah and, and, the, uh,
1: and the thing is, is if you were going to hide anywhere, it would be the Himalayas, because yeah. that's one of the roughest, hardest bits of terrain on our On the entire world. It's like the yeah. Amazon jungle, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when we get into the Barun Valley, we'll, yeah, we'll talk what, about that. Yeah, that's my favorite Bar- part.
2: I think reading, uh, overall reading about Yeti, Barun Valley is like, my... The, most fascinating part to me. Yeah. But we'll, like, oh we'll, shit, a place like this exists. Yeah, but we'll
1: get into that. But yeah, the Baroon Valley, like if anything was going to be crazy, anywhere it would yeah. be in the Baroon Valley. But it's like one of those, I think it's probably like one of those Bermuda Triangle type mm. places. Yeah, you know it, what it I mean? It reminds
2: me of just Jurassic Park, like the island from Jurassic yeah, Park. it is. It's, it's very
1: much like a Jurassic Park, like pictures of it that you see. It's yeah. very, it looks like fucking Jurassic Park. It's like, wow, that's, that shit's crazy. Mm. There's there's And that's in the Himalayas? Like, yeah,
0: that's cra- it's crazy. Um, I... I mean I also no no knowing what I know about about um British people in the in like the late eighteen eighties. <laughs> oh no. nineteen uh, hundreds. <laughs> the fact that they were in Ind like in India honestly they were probably just like being racist.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Um, now, Tambosi was Italian, but that doesn't really change much. That, but,
0: the, that changes nothing. Yeah, no, it no, changes nothing.
1: <laughs> and you're you're Italian, so you know. But yeah, no,
0: I just mean like uh, the the major and the other soldier, just like oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like that's when England owned oh in oh yeah, no commas, India.
1: Yeah, like, it, it, it's possible. And there's totally like a section uh, from Hodgson's account that I kind of glossed over because. Uh, he describes the color of the yeti in kind of racist, oh, racial terms. No. So, yeah, I was, I was just like, I'm just gonna not like, I don't, I'm not like erasing history. I just don't want to like say that. <laughs> I, I
0: just don't want that. Yeah. Also,
2: since there, since that account isn't surviving.
0: No, no, no. The highest no, account
2: does. Oh, that's the one that does. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought this yeah. was the one that didn't. I'm like, okay, so someone who kind of remembered it yeah, wanted no, 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 to no. put some racist no, no, overtones no, 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 no. into something No, This is that one that is written down. <laughs> oh, okay. The, yeah, no, just it's written sure. down, and that is exactly what he said. Okay. Uh,
1: but, no, I mean, you can read it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean,
0: so th- 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 this isn't to uh, so say the, the, that my lovely Snow Daddy isn't real, but. <laughs> it's just oof I know what English people are like
1: yeah, yeah. uh and, and you'll you'll kind of find out throughout this series that uh you get frustratingly close to maybe the yeti is real but you never there's never any hard evidence unfortunately yeah. I'm just gonna like tell you that right from the cryptids, outset
0: unless you've got like American cryptids I noticed are like the ones with the most hard evidence
1: yeah that's Cause, true because
2: there are people that just devote their life to it and somehow make a living at it. Like because yeah. America the land of possibilities and insane people being able to glean money from like absolutely no experience or ability. Like you know what Ain't I mean? That's it, truth. it makes yeah. no fucking sense. But yeah, I feel like in any other country in the world, guy goes out looking for Mothman every day. It's like okay, you're going to be broke in five days. <laughs> you're in America. Crazy, dude. In America, it's like, oh shit, you're a YouTube millionaire now. Man,
1: you have your own <laughs> store. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Just, oh, goddamn uh, it.
1: <laughs> I don't think. I think. I honestly think the hardest part of it is just the Himalayas being a, yeah. the biggest component mm-hmm. of it because yep. it's so hard to find anything there,
2: and only so many people can go there. And the yes. only people that go there are either people that have way too much money and aren't going for the purpose of science; they're only going to like toot their own horn, or they're people that are going there for science. You know what I mean? Yes. And that are willing to undertake the massive undertaking that it is to document everything that they see. Yes. Or obviously the third thing, they're people that fucking live there. Yeah. <laughs> and those mm. are the most reliable but also the most ethereal. Uh, accounts that you get, right? Because there's
1: not a whole lot of science behind what. Yeah, they're they saying. they just believe in the Like, yes, you, we believe in Yeti. You're and more, he's cool. in, yeah, you're more inclined to believe the people in Nepal more than anything because they live there. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah,
1: and they have ancestors that have been there forever. Mm. It's just like whenever you hear of like any Native American, any sort of folklore, you're like, I kind of am inclined to believe you because you were here before us. <laughs> you know, uh
2: I could go off on an ancient aliens rant. Yeah, I won't for the sake of time. <laughs> But (laughs) let's continue with this discussion. (laughs) Okay,
1: so uh, in the 1950s, the golden age of yeti hunting began. Uh, In 1951, a highly respected Mount Everest authority, Eric Shipton, was scouting the mountain for an easier route to the summit. This is before anybody had actually reached the summit. Uh, During his search, he came across a strange set of footprints in the hard packed snow his team investigated and look uh and took what might be the most important photo in all of Yet- yeti lore It's, i mean it doesn't really have a name but I-, I just call it the eric shipton photo that makes sense um and that's it- it's Feet-tons. the photo that you've seen it's <laughs> 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 seven feet pics please <laughs> yeah it, it is it's a big it's a big footprint in the snow and you have an ice axe next to it for reference and size um so uh it, it's what appears to be uh an ape or human footprint it's hard to tell uh but it's really large and you know this because of the axe that's next to it for scale uh and the footprint is larger than even that so uh this dwarfs the size of the footprints described by Timbazi by being about twice as long, thirteen inches long or so. Um, Shipton's photo is widely regarded as one of the best pieces of evidence of the existence of the Yeti, due to its stark nature. Uh, and the credibility of ship
0: demons mm-hmm.
1: himself. I mean, he's like a—he's a very credible guy because he has no reason to bullshit anybody. He wasn't even mm. there for the yeti stuff. Yeah, they talked about, he's about just how he was there to he, figure out the mountain. Mm-hmm, yeah, they <laughs> talked
2: about how he was a really good climber. He was really re- well respected in the community, was in the scientific community and the climbing community. And like, he had no reason to fake something. Right. Like, why the fuck? Right.
1: <laughs> and, and, and this photo sparked gigantic interest in yeti hunting uh, to such a degree that the U.S. embassy in Nepal actually released a memo in 1959 titled regulations governing mountain climbing expeditions in nepal relating to yeti <laughs> in which the u.s government provided guidelines for americans trying to find the yeti uh there was a 77 dollars fee for the permits to hold a yeti hunting uh expedition The other guidelines in the document related to photos and capture of the Yeti. The Yeti can be captured but not killed unless in self-defense, and any photos or specimens taken must be surrendered to the Nepalese government. And not given to the press first.
2: That's wild. Yes. that there I, didn't was read, I didn't know, know any that's of that. That's yeah.
1: geek America.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is.
1: And, and the thing is, is I was like, there's no way this is real. And then I saw a picture of the document. <laughs> I, that's how I know all of this. Yeah. I saw a picture of the actual memo and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) For just $77, you
2: yourself can go out and try to uh, attack the elusive Yeti. Please just make sure to get him in a snare trap. Don't kill him, please. We need to show him off because he's going to be the next thing climbing up the Empire State (laughs) Building in next year's movie. We're America. We're crazy.
0: Also, you know what they say about Yetis with big feet? They got big ass feet. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I th- I was just gonna say they also have a big dong, but that's more because of the Yeti more than the, the that's, size just of their because, feet. that's
0: just because that's just because he's hung though. Um, yeah, yeah. Hung. Yeah. I ain't relating to his feet.
1: <laughs> Yeti
2: hung like a motherfucker. One thing I will say, yeah. okay okay, about the what's his name again? Shipton? Yeah. yeah. One thing about that photo is So you look at it and a lot of the the sources you read say it kinda looks like just like a regular human foot, just with that big ass opposable thumb. Right. It really does look like someone could have just went down there with an ice cream scoop and just, like, scooped out <laughs> that part that's supposedly the thumb and then just kind of, like, chiseled away a little bit of the ice. It's like, boom, Yeti foot. Like, well- it does look amazingly fake But again, because of his reputation, like, why would he take the time to do it? Other right. than to give us a weird pre-internet creepypasta. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: yeah he- like, I... I don't see why this man would have any reason you know he's just an american who like climbing
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: not like he went out of his way to try and find this yeti foot yeah it was just bam there it is and, uh, i'll take a photo of this weird-ass foot <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: thing is 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 you'll find that a lot of people kind of discredit a lot of the footprint photos because of just how windy the Himalayas are, mm. so even mm. if it were, like, a, an animal footprint, it could have got, like, misshapen by Damage, the wind yeah. and, and everything like that, but the thing that Eric, uh, Eric Shipton said is he said this snow was really hard-packed, because mm-hmm. this, yeah. this is snow that had, like, an ice layer on top of it because of the sun, you know, and it, it was, like, it would melt the top layer of mm. the snow, and it would ice over, so it was very solid snow.
2: And it's a very stark photo, too. Like yes. you said, it's a very clear photo. You yes. can see, the like, not, I don't know what you call it with snow. It's not grains, but you can see the texture of the snow. Yeah. You can see, it's very. It's a very clear photo, especially for the it was. It seems very difficult
1: to argue that it was doctored mm-hmm. in any sort yeah, of Yeah, exactly. You and and I, mean? and I
2: believe that people looked at it and determined it was genuine as well. I believe it actually went through some sort of like process to yeah yeah it. they
1: they went through a process to make sure it wasn't doctor yeah. and all that stuff and it was genuine it's yeah. it's determined to be genuine uh yeah. interesting thing i looked up how much 77 dollars is in 1959 <laughs> money uh it's 684 dollars. see that's
2: a good price that's a good price to make
0: 684 dollars to people would pay that as well yeah, yeah,
2: yeah 700
0: dollars
1: yeah, exactly. to hunt the yeti that'd be sick
2: but uh, okay let <laughs> think about this though all right had you, you still have to how do what year was this again i'm sorry
1: Uh, that was 1951. The Eric Shipton photo was, but you still have, oh, go ahead. The 1951 was Eric Shipton photo. The uh, guidelines for Yeti hunting was 1959.
2: Okay. So you still have to get a plane there. That's still a good amount yes. of money back in the oh, day. Oh, totally. You still oh, have yeah. to, like, get Sherpas. You still have to arrange yes. actual passage to yes. that point in time. You have to on have top... all of
1: the climbing gear. Yeah,
2: yeah, all the climbing gear. Yeah. And then on top of that, also $600-something yeah. to hunt the Yeti. Like, you have to be serious about it. I think, like I said, yeah. was one of the few times I'll say this, but I think the U.S. government did a good job of, like, weeding out the people yeah. who were just going for fun, weeding out the people that really wanted to find the Yeti. Well, and you'll
1: see, that's why most of the famous expedition for the yeti were funded by companies mm-hmm. or yeah, like funded party. by yeah. like some mm-hmm. newspaper or something because like the and daily like mail crazy rich people yeah,
2: yeah. in the daily mail one of the biggest ones daily mail, daily mail yeah, we'll then, talk about
1: the daily
0: mail it was expedition. daily
2: mail and then oil companies is the
1: other uh, one that i yeah, heard of. Well, yeah,
2: yeah t-
0: uh, the oil companies probably want his bones <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, give me those yeti bones (laughs) I need to make some high class oil
1: out of them (laughs) there's a lot of of oil in them yeti bones (laughs)
0: there's oil in them there yeti bones (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's our uh, impression of the ceo of exxon everybody <laughs> you're welcome
1: yeah take <laughs> that <Wilson>. rex tillerson
2: <laughs> no i bet he, yeah no 100 percent. all the ceos of all the major oil companies sound exactly like oh yeah crazy texans or yosemite sand <laughs> i don't care if you're the ceo of shell and you're from what is it, Denmark? Aren't they Dutch? Oh, I don't know. I don't care that they're from Denmark. They sound
1: exactly like even that. The, <laughs> even the, the CEO of BP, which yes. is he's the most British guy ever, He sounds like fucking Yosemite. <laughs> and um, then, and I, and I'm the, sorry about that oil tank. I'm sorry it, it beached up on the show. I'm sorry that it spilled out that oil. I'm just the executive of BP, British Patrol. <laughs> and
0: on top of that, they don't, you know, half these people now no longer care about funding the Eddie Bones but that's just something I have to say every single meeting to start the <laughs> meeting. It's just there's oil in there and there and the yeah.
2: Alright, what... now that we've recorded that for the minutes, let's go on to the to the business of ruining the Gulf of Mexico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tradition that Grandpappy loved.
1: <laughs> uh, so, um, now, uh, the next people in this story you might have heard of before because they aren't famous necessarily for yeti hunting. They're actually famous for uh, the mountaineering team, uh, which is uh, Sir Edmund Hillary and his Sherpa Tenzin Norgay, who are actually famous for being the first climbers ever to reach the summit of Mount Everest on 29 May 1953.
2: They were the tallest Pianists on the planet. <laughs> No, nope. and that's kind of a white as kids joke, but I don't care. It's also the truth. No penis was above them on that day in history.
1: Except that alien penis in space. <laughs> that, was, that was like, still taller than you. <laughs> just, just staring out of the UFO window, just like... No, you're not. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) Throughout many of uh, Hillary's expeditions in the Himalayas during this time, uh, Hillary found much of what he thought might be intriguing evidence of the Yeti, including footprints and several descriptions of supposed encounters told to him by the Sherpas. So, uh, Hillary, Sir Edmund Hillary is actually, as far as I can tell, is actually a good guy. (laughs) Or was a good guy. Yeah, I've... I've,
0: <clears throat> He's like one of like the, the, the British people that no one ever has anything really bad to say about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, so he, uh, he started uh, and ran until he died in 2008.
2: you fucking kidding me? He
1: died in 2008. He was 88 years old. He started yeah. and ran what was called the Himalaya Trust, which uh, funded a ton of schools and education and home building in N- Nepal. Uh, and he was always trying to fight for the rights of the Sherpas and try and get them better uh, living conditions and situations and stuff like that. He seemed to be a good guy.
2: I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully nothing else comes out bad about him after I say the sentence, you know, yeah. like within five minutes of me saying the sentence. But I feel like if you're the type of person that dedicates your life to conquering the tallest mountain on Earth, and then you look around and you're like, but... The mountain's not what's important. The people that live here what is what's yeah. important. You know, I feel like yeah. that's probably a perspective that probably only the first person to even give a shit about doing this probably had. I don't know. Yeah, maybe no, I'm no, no, wrong. No, no, no. Maybe that's not how he, we saw it at all. Maybe he just wanted his name to go on down in history. I don't know. Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah, so... he
0: also he seemed just like, hey, I could probably climb this, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, because he did go on to do a lot of other things. He was part of one of the first teams that went into Antarctica. Really? Uh, oh, yes. that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, he was he was part of uh, one of those teams. He was he he climbed a lot of mountains all over the world. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Everest. Like he he was just like that guy, just mm-hmm. like an adventuring type. guy guy Mm. uh and he just liked to do it yeah that was a large part of it True, and we'll get into uh part of his other expedition uh Mm. later but um soon after hillary and norgay's accomplishment a mountaineer by the name of john angelo jackson was tasked by the daily mail yes the same daily mail that still exists (laughs) in 1954 Um, to find the yeti and what they called the snowman expedition really quick And there's a lot of photos of this expedition, by the way.
2: Really quick, give us a perspective about what the Daily Mail is like, Chrissy.
0: Yeah. Racism! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Today, the Daily Mail would call the Yeti a dirty foreigner that was stealing our benefits and our jobs. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ.
1: And that's why I I I wanted that perspective. Yeah, the the Daily Mail's a fucking
0: rag.
2: Uh, It's like the New York Post, I think, of Britain. Isn't that right?
1: I don't in the know. New York, in...
0: use it as toilet paper. When toilet paper yeah,
1: yeah, good it stuff. It will
0: probably spread more shit.
1: Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> Jackson, Jackson found and photographed many footprints that he believed to be uh, of uh, from a Yeti. And while many were identifiable as other animals, some were not. Jackson also took photos of symbolic yeti paintings at the Tangbosh Gompa, a gompa being a sort of like a Buddhist uh learning fort in the mountains. That's they call them fortifications like a gompa. Like it's yeah, it's basically like this big fort where they teach people about Buddhism in the mountains. That's kind of what what a gompa is. Huh. Um the most important evidence uh found was at Pangbosh uh Sorry, Pombosch Monastery, uh, a famous bastion of Yeti artifacts. There, Jackson found what was believed to be a Yeti scalp, uh, and hairs were taken from it and sent off for analysis. Mm. On 19 March 1954, the Daily Mail printed an analysis by human and comparative anatomy expert Frederick Wood Jones, who determined the hairs were from various animals, including bears and orangutans,
0: proving the scalp to be false.
2: Yeah, I do remember oh, reading about that. That, that,
0: that, that poor monastery. They were, they were like, yeah, we got one. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the, the
1: Pongbosh Monastery will come back. There's another part to that. There's mm. an even crazier part that we'll talk oh, about later.
0: Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I am learning so much. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: but the Daily Mail expedition, I think one that the where a lot... That's when a lot of people really started caring about that, the Yeti that for like was the a first big one. time. The,
1: big, <laughs> the biggest one is the one that we're about to talk about. But the Daily Mail one was pretty huge. Was it? Because oh, it okay. was like a major news publication Mm -hmm. is just like hey let's like look into this for real yeah uh but yeah this is like the 50s were the big that's the golden age of yeti hunting Mm -hmm. where it it Mm -hmm. was a whole bunch of people were just like let's find this fucking thing
2: and they spent a lot of money on it and like they kept coming back with really interesting stuff but nothing conclusive and what fascinates me most about the yeti is that you don't hear about any of it but it kept going like, all yeah. the stuff that I was reading is talking about 2017. They're doing yes. weird shit with the Yeti. 2018, yeah. they're... Like, recent... Like, I'm like, people are still looking for the Yeti? And everyone's like, hell yeah, we are. Are you fucking kidding me? This is rad. And that's <laughs> that's
1: one of the most enduring things about learning about the Yeti, is you'll realize that it could be out there because of how just crazy the Himalayas are.
2: Yeah, it's not like...
1: Yeah.
2: The the ones that are very similar are, are both Bigfoot and Loch Ness. And we've already talked about Bigfoot. Like, you don't... Does do any of you, do either of you give a shit or care about Bigfoot anymore? I because mean, of the I way it is? I do. I, really, I love
0: the big boy. I, I, <laughs> I want to give him a hug.
2: Okay, see, like I've I've done away with any like thought about whether or not Bigfoot is real anymore. I don't even care, <laughs> mainly because of the people that carry that torch. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like fair. we talked about earlier. That's fair.
1: Loch Ness. That's like hating on a, a show because the fandom sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Loch Ness, like the town turned it into a. A tourism oh, thing, a tutorial, tutorial. Yeah, yeah, and like the big photo is a hundred percent a hoax, and everyone knows it is. So to cling on to that seems like the most shameful, like Nessie money grab. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and you just like that lake is too small. Like, people have talked about how no well, prehistoric creature could live there. Like, there's all this like scientific evidence talking about it. You're just like, shut up. I don't care I anymore. Did-
0: Find bones that they do think Could have been from something prehistoric
2: But then they turn them into oil And now we'll never know <laughs>
0: <laughs> We need them. they're Nessie bones They got oil and they're
1: Nessie bones
0: I can't do a Scottish accent or a oh, I can't. oh
2: please give me a Scottish Oil man please <laughs> Hit me with one of those <laughs> hit,
0: me, hit me with
1: that uh That guy <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I'll accept no. Welsh. I'll accept Welsh. <laughs> if you got that? I, ca- back- I, ca- I
0: can't. I can't do Welsh. I can't do. I can't do Irish. <laughs> I can't do Scottish. I'm. A, I'm a mess. I can do a <laughs> bit of scouse. Do I that. Can say like three words in scouse.
2: Okay, but mix some oil shit into it and give it to us.
0: There's him near oil. Oh, no, that really went, that really went, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> well,
2: I, I'll take it. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, hi, there's air oil in them, uh, in them, their messy bones.
2: You sound like a Minnesotan. <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're in the cast of Fargo. <laughs> oh, it's man.
0: depressing as well because I have Scottish relatives.
1: <laughs> they are so disappointed.
0: <laughs> they probably, well, I mean, I... They're all really old, so they don't know. but they
1: probably are now. I honestly feel like everybody who's born in Scotland is already born, like, 30 years old. Or, I mean, is it that yeah. correct? That feels correct to me. Like, come out with a beard, uh, like, playing bagpipes. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: They actually the 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 womb comes out when they're born, and the womb becomes the bag the bag for the bagpipes. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, so gross. Scottish, Scottish women actually have extra bones in their bodies, so the extra bones come out <laughs> they, too. They
0: can, they can make unlimited wombs. Oh my god! <laughs> they, they're regrown unlimited
2: regularly.
1: Unlimited
0: wombs. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: Oh, man, I'll never look at bagpipes the same way. Uh, or Emperor Palpatine. Y- oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Unlimited wombs.
0: <laughs> uh, that would have made the Rise of Skywalker so much better.
2: Oh, we'll get uh, into that argument another day. I feel like we should just have a Disney Star Wars argument day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just an episode on that itself.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, In 1957, an oil businessman by the name of... (laughs) (laughs) Can't even say oil businessman.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just from what, you know, from our oil (laughs) show. It's so fitting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let me try that again. Uh, In 1957, an oil businessman by the name of Tom Slick... That's
2: an oil name if I've ever heard one.
1: That's his real name? Oh my god. Tom Slick. uh, Funded some expeditions to find the Yeti. Uh, One of the main goals of these expeditions was to find the uh, Pongbosh Hand, uh, which is a supposed Yeti hand that resided in the Pongbosh Monastery that we talked about earlier. Um, The hand was smuggled out by a team member named Peter Byrne and passed off to the actor Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) Why? Who was visiting India at the time, Jimmy Stewart, the same, it's a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart. Why? Because <laughs> he was going back to America, and he was in India? I don't know.
2: That's wild. Oh, I didn't read that at I all. I didn't hear about that Isn't at that all. not that wild?
1: Yes, Jimmy Stewart smuggled a Yeti hand into America.
2: <laughs> all right, big question, though. What you think he did with that Yeti hand on the wide
0: back. Oh, God. <laughs> it was rotting, Isaac. <laughs> he he had, they had to clean the Yeti hand off. Of <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, rotting,
2: correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, if it's if it's soft like that, it's a little more tactile. It's a little more feel to it. You know oh, what I yeah?
1: mean? <laughs> yeah, you sound like you have too much experience. <laughs> uh, so... The, <laughs> uh, so ever ever since Jimmy Stewart brought it back the hand has been studied extensively and while no absolute determination has been given to its origin it's widely believed to be human a human hand or perhaps one of a Neanderthal okay yes uh, which is interesting because the story of the Pongbo's hand uh, is partially that one of the um, people what, like, wh- like years and years ago somebody who was living at, at the monastery had gone into the uh like a cave in the Himalayas and had encountered a Yeti and then came out of the cave like in fear and then came back to check on it and the Yeti was dead. Mm.
0: So they took huh. the
1: hand from the yeti they took the hand in the scalp that we talked about earlier, right. supposedly from the dead Yeti. Huh. Yeah, the yeti. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um that's so interesting.
0: that's kind of the well, of whole course white people stole the hand. Yeah. No no
1: no no that was the whole Amazing part that I had, I had. I, I, the whole Jimmy Stewart story is crazy.
2: I agree. Me. Uh, it's,
0: it's wild, it's so wild.
2: So, it's interesting to me. One of he the lines, la-
0: them their Yeti bones for
2: the oil, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Stewart seems like an oil man at heart. I feel like he was working for, 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 I was gonna say Delta, but I'm like, that's an airline. Standard oil. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> BP, let's whatever. bp's the evil one again. Um, <laughs> What I was reading in one of the articles was literally the only thing that could ever prove the existence of the Yeti is like the body of a Yeti. But there's absolutely Mm. nothing that could ever necessarily disprove it. It'll always stay around no matter how long because it's so endearing in, in both the culture and just the mystery of it. But so there was a guy that allegedly was in the vicinity of the Yeti body. But I guess it's because of the terrain or something. He just had no way of getting the whole body back. Yeah. And instead, just took the hand. Mm. So... But he
0: took the scalp, too. Yeah. Both things that do you are... think the Yeti hand grants wishes like monkey paws?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the only wish it, gi- it it gives you is just giant dong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Oh.
2: Most people but, would say, "Is there any then, other wish?" And
0: then you sort of eventually morph into into another yeti over time. I thought you were going to uh, say just yeah. into a
2: giant dong.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's it's, the curse of the, the yeti, yeti. Is really aren't we aren't we all just eat giant dongs for the
2: yeti? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh,
1: that's the uh, next horror movie plot: is Curse of the Yeti <laughs> giant and then dong. at the giant dong fever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god I don't know but I, but like I said I just find it fascinating that allegedly if we're gonna believe
1: that story that
2: story yes. there yes. was a man who was in the presence of the body of the Yeti but then only brought back the thinnest of proof that can get shit well, on by he science he
0: did bring back the dong <laughs> yeah exactly you're right yeah maybe
1: I, he did but it didn't melt it in his hands because it's made of snow
2: possibly oh, no.
0: <laughs> like there's all kinds
2: no, of and that's the thing like there's so many speculative things that you could say yeah. about that story <laughs> yeah. and yeah. about the Yeti as a whole and it just kind of makes you infuriated to a certain degree it's like why didn't you call your buddies to come out and truck this thing out of here you know what I mean then everyone would know for
1: sure he just he just rolls up into the monastery like drunk as hell like oh man <laughs> you gotta see this <laughs> oh <with Yeti> <laughs> uh, look at it I got this fucking thing in this cave holy shit yeah. it's amazing it's Yo, the biggest Bag of Dawn. cans. I've
0: I mean, got a big bag of cans. Let's pull this bitch.
1: <laughs> I mean, what would you do? Let's, let's
2: take a second. What would you do if you ran up against the body of, let's say, Bigfoot, Yeti, Loch Ness, something? What would you do? Would you just hack off a piece of it and go back to your local city hall and be like, I did it, guys? Disprove this. And they're just like, this is really easy to disprove. i
0: totally tell take- you, you would just I, selfie moment. Oh, just, just like <laughs> over
1: if the I was conf- <laughs> I'm, I'm. gonna be honest here, and this may be a little bit morbid. If I was confirmed that it was dead, I'd cut the head off. Really, I'd take the head because yeah. the, the head would be the, the best. Head is the most conclusive proof. That's the classical yeah.
2: thing. Like yeah. Yeah, that's how you take like you, the evidence of your kill back to the king or yeah. whatever the thing you, is. You
1: got teeth. You got a skull. You got bone structure. You got hair. True. You got yeah okay. eyeballs. You got everything. I, get I, guess, hung?
2: I guess it depends on the terrain itself But I feel like my thing would be like Holy shit, others have to see this And try to get I, other people there I
0: would also just take a selfie and dab Like dab over, <laughs> dab, dab over the Yeti corpse Before I it take its head yeah. Dab
2: on that dead bitch
0: <laughs> Put like some Instagram filters On it, just like, yes oh, daddy Do some Halo teabagging on it
1: <laughs> Teabag the dead Yeti <laughs>
2: Woof. Okay, oh, well, we're man. terrible people, especially okay, what I've yeah. gleaned from this... So,
1: so, possibly the most famous of expeditions uh, during this time period once again involved our friend Sir Edmund Hillary. Uh, he was tasked by the World Book Encyclopedia Company uh, to find the Yeti with a side mission to scope out possible Chinese miss- missile launchings. This was the height of the Cold War. Yay.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh... Yeah, it's, it's like a weird Metal Gear Solid mission. It is. Yeah, it I is mean, weird.
2: Jimmy Stewart, Chinese missiles, <laughs> Yeti, like all this stuff could be just a Kojima game. You're yeah, right. it really <laughs> could be. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: um, so Hi- Hillary's finds led him to yet another supposed Yeti scalp, this time at the uh, Kumjong uh, Monastery. Hillary took the scalp back with him along with the village headman. Uh, oh, God. Kumjo Kumbi, I think is how you pronounce it, as part of the deal. Uh, Samples taken from the scalp and compared... What deal? The deal to take the scalp. So he couldn't take the scalp unless he took the village headman along with Ah. him to get it analyzed. Um, So uh, samples taken from the scalp and compared to samples of animals local to the region determined it uh, to be from... The scalp of an animal in the family of cerros, which is a type of goat slash antelope mm-hmm. native to yeah. the region, uh, no exact sp- species was determined. However,
2: yeah, that's that's a big narrative that you find in most of this stuff. Is they either trace it back? It's like it's just like a bear, it's just like a goat, it's just yeah. like all kinds of things, and then you have all the stuff, the more recent stuff. They like specifically target it's like oh no it's this type of bear it's like the specific type mm. of like extinct himalayan bear yes. that was the only was around from this this era to this era and i love how always some third lab or second lab comes in after that like it's just a normal bear bro it's not that cool <laughs> like i don't know why you're trying to make it sound so neat but it's not but it's
1: weird because a lot of the time you also see a, a lab come in they'll be like we're pretty good at this, and we're not entirely sure what it is. True,
2: yeah, and you get that it's just as often.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, like, you get it's. That's the really frustrating thing is a lot of the time with the sampling stuff from the yeti, you get like half and half. You mm. get half like mm. that's definitely like a bear that we already know exists, and then the other half is like it's not not a yeti. Not,
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you say it's not build a bear? No, oh, I but thought that... maybe.
0: Oh, okay. But it's like, it's not not a bear, but it's also not a bear. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah. It's also not a builder bear <laughs> Which kind of is sad. Build a Yeti. Like, build come a build, <laughs> a yeti. build a friend. Oh, He's man. your friend. Don't scalp him. Just dab <laughs> over his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> which maybe... is
2: really more, like, insulting, really. Scalping or dabbing over them when dead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They're both equally yeah, insulting. Yeah, I feel like
2: that too. Like after it came out of my mouth, I'm like, hmm.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Co- comparative Yeti atrocities, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeti uh, war crimes. <laughs> uh, it,
1: I don't know. It is one of those things where the Yeti, there's so. there's such tenuous evidence there, mm-hmm. but that's like mm-hmm. the thing with all cryptids is that there's always such tenuous evidence. Well,
2: there's so much more. I, to be fair, I'm not a huge cryptid person, so I haven't delved, like, dived deep into a lot of them. Right. Um, but from what I've read from the Yeti, there's so much more evidence for the Yeti than almost any other one that I've ever read about. And But yet it's still so inconclusive. No matter how much evidence you have, it is never enough until you have something... Completely earth-shattering and inconclusive.
1: I actually think the one with the most compelling evidence, other than, like, obviously aliens, is, like,
0: Mothman. Yeah, Mothman has, like, the most compelling evidence, because the whole town basically saw the bastard. Yeah. Hmm. The whole town saw my husband. I haven't seen him (laughs) for, like, ten years, but...
1: Yeah. And the, uh and if we talked this about this a little bit when we talked about Mothman Prophecies, but that whole story is closely tied to aliens mm-hmm. and, like, Men in Black, and that's a wild story. That whole story's wild.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: And I one, mean,
0: one of the journalists that, that investigated it, like, she mysteriously died.
1: Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of those stories that we'll definitely get to.
2: Uh, I, yeah, I want to um, get to that, too, because as of right now, my knowledge base... Considers and, Yeti to be the and most like Ash says, out. <laughs>
0: everyone in West Virginia has a Mothman story. True. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I so said, I do want to get to that, but like I said, as of now, my knowledge base considers yeti to be one of the most fleshed out cryptids uh, and honestly, on record well,
1: yeah and i i agree with you yeti has a long history yeah that's it, a that's, yeah. part of
2: it. uh, and it's it's not american and so it's not a sensational right like exactly. everything that you read about it is very scientific yeah. and just like
0: mm.
2: fucking like yeah it's frustrating that we don't know if it exists or not right. after hundreds of years <laughs> and,
1: well and as a side note if when we do talk about the Mothman, we are probably gonna talk about the Flatwoods monster too. True. That's yeah, I agree the Flatwoods Sun. Sorry,
0: yeah, I really yeah. Love the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah,
1: Flatwoods Monster is another West Virginia mainstay, obviously. Mm. And that's that we'll get to that eventually. But let's um let's talk a little bit about the the Cooling off period for yeti hunting. Yeah, true. so There so was there, one. <laughs> there a, yeah, so there, there was a lot less yeti hunting after the World Book expedition. Because what uh, was
2: that? Late fifties?
1: That was sixty. Nineteen sixty. That
2: was nineteen sixty. But okay, yes. still, still there. So you're still like the world didn't have too much to worry. about That was still post war, pre Vietnam War era. Yeah, let's put but it was it, very it heavy perspective. Cold War. Yeah, but Cold War is a little bit different. Cold War happens. But nothing happens in the Cold War except a lot of yelling by politicians. True. Main, like, just like we just had, like, a period of not having anything to give a shit about until <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. That was kind of that. Like, before Vietnam, after World War II, like, there was Korea. Yes, Korea was, was bad. And yes, the Cold War did exist. And there was very, like, high tensions. But there wasn't, like, an immediate existential threat to your way of life currently happening, like the draft, like the Vietnam War, and Mm. so there was more interest in kind of more mysterious things.
1: Well, but the thing is, it's as far back as, like, the mid-50s, they realized Vietnam was going to be a clusterfuck. Yeah, true. Like, because, like, even Eisenhower, basically, when he, like, gave the power over to JFK, he's like, uh, yeah, Vietnam's going to be an issue. Because uh, it
2: started with the French. Like, it was yes. the French back in the day. Yes, that exactly. That. Yep. But anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there wasn't an active quagmire going on yeah. during this period. Yeah. So, and- I- <laughs> I- yeah,
1: we had this kind of Uh, You know, a a quieter period in Yeti hunting, and there wasn't a whole lot of stuff. There were a few sightings here and there. You know, people would say again, oh, I found some Yeti footprints. Cool, bro. That's nice. Uh, um, Yeah, I I don't believe you, but I'm sure that you believe it. That's good, son. Uh, Yeah, that's that's nice, son. Um, But so after the golden age of Yeti hunting in the 50s, had come up with no solid evidence, sightings and enthusiasm in the Yeti decline. All <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> However, in nineteen eighty three, a Himalayan conservationalist Daniel C. Taylor and Himalayan national historian Robert L. Fleming Jr. began an expedition with a different approach. Their goal was to explore the Barun Valley. An incredibly dense stretch of jungle and geographical contrasts in the eastern part of the Himalayas. The Barun Valley is considered by many conservationists to be the last undisturbed mountain valley ecosystem in the world. And this is due in part to its incredibly difficult terrain. Uh, The few individuals that have gone in there have i mean it's been so unexplored Mm -hmm. it's one of those Mm -hmm. things that people who live there locals have not even gone into the place because the jungle is so dense and it's such like a contrast. like i said it's such geographical contrast you'll have these big cliff sides with waterfalls and then just the densest jungle Mm -hmm. for miles and miles it's like a 27 Mm -hmm. mile long valley or something like that and
2: one of the things that i read was uh It is like a rainforest. There's so much moisture. It's one of those, like, really, really, like, there's rainfall constantly. It's so damp there that that deters it. And it also creates a lot of illness if you go in there. Yes. And then you have the dense jungle. And uh, I don't know. I I just remember reading. I don't know if it was this... Expedition or not, but one of the people that went looking for the yeti was told by like the king of the region, if like anything that we have not seen is anywhere, it's gonna be there because we don't know what uh, the fuck is going on. It was this
1: expedition. (laughs) Yes, the the Nepalese king at that time, uh, when when Taylor and Fleming were considering their expedition, said to them, if the yeti was anywhere, Mm -hmm. it would be in the Barun Valley. Uh, And this is a guy who knew his country very well. Mm, So uh, Taylor and Fleming Mm. found several intriguing things in the valley. First, uh, what they believed to be Yeti tracks and interesting nests and trees. Uh, They also recovered skulls that they couldn't identify, but were later determined to be Asiatic black bears more than likely. Unfortunately, the expedition once again, didn't reveal anything of real value to the story of the Yeti. And And Taylor... Is still studying the Byron mm-hmm. Valley, like to this day, is still there Damn. doing studies, uh, while easily dismissing the notion that the Yeti is anything but tree bears. Yeah.
2: I mean, so, it's,
0: so, so the Yeti is a Wookiee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the, <laughs> the fourth mood of Endor. Incredibly
0: large Ewok. <laughs> yeah, so uh, an the, Ewok with a hormone issue. <laughs> <laughs> so I I get. What
1: Taylor's saying by this, and and he has said for years, he says, this is the Yeti is bullshit. It's just bears. Mm. Trust me, I've been in the Barun Valley for 35 years now, and I think I know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I'm inclined to believe him. I get it. He's a scientist. And just like we said, we shouldn't be ignoring scientists (laughs) because that causes stupid things. (laughs) Uh, But I mean... It is also one of those things that there's probably parts of the Byron Valley that he's never been in. Oh, yeah,
2: there's no way. I don't think there's any way that any one person, period, or any group of people, period, have ever gone all the way through one of the most unexplored... Just like the Mariana <clears throat> Trench. I don't yeah, care how much the- you've been exploring the Mariana Trench. You don't know what's down there. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. Plus, plus on top of that, you, uh, this is a creature that has... That obviously avoids humans as often as it can. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that it would fucking, if it had any intelligence, that it that it wouldn't fucking hide its tracks?
1: hmm
2: Yeah. Yeah. Think about it this like, way. Think about it this way. Like, think about how good a dog's hearing is. Yeah. Let's say... We
0: don't know how the good his smell is, how his yeah, hearing exactly. is, how his sight is. Right.
2: Ye- Yeti probably has senses that are more animalistic and very much more heightened, if it exists. Mm. And... Can smell a human a mile away. Because we're not hard to smell, I assume. Like, by wildlife. Oh, I'm a stinky boy. No, well, not even... Both body odor and artificial smells that we put on ourselves, you know what I mean? Deodorant, uh, lotion, shampoo... You know, whatever. I don't care. You probably don't notice it yourself because you yeah. use it yourself daily. But yeah, there is a lot of stuff that animals are like. Yeah. Yep that that's a thing. Yeah, if like this that way. morning, I had gone to fill up yeah. for gas. Yes, that's I why probably you stay down. Like if a hunter stays downwind, there's a purpose for that because they fucking know you're there. Yeah. So Yeti, a hundred percent, in its natural fucking untouched pristine habitat, is there. You know, it's gonna know you're there, so yeah. it's gonna yeah. keep it keep away from you as much as possible. Um, But yeah, the Baroon Valley is my favorite part of the whole story, I think, is just because it sucks that the Baroon Valley is like the Amazon, but luckily I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the government or just
1: it's part of a it, national park. Yeah, exactly. It's, yes. So it's a national
2: park. It's a yeah. government that's conserving it, and luckily for it, that it's being conserved because we're seeing what's happening to the Amazon right now, which is like oh. a terrible government burning the place to the ground, and it sucks. You're just like, this is one of the coolest parts of the entire globe that has the most unique animal and plant life on the globe, yeah. and you're wh- what are you burning it down for? What yeah. are they burning down the Amazon for? What, what, like, I know there's hey
0: the- Bolsonaro might die soon.
2: True. But I mean, I don't. I don't wish death on anybody. But Bolsonaro is a gigantic dick bag, and he would. It would do everyone well if he were removed from power. Let's put it that way. I don't wish death on yeah. anybody, but I would like him to not be president of Brazil anymore. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be awesome. Think that'd, be,
1: that'd be excellent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, but
1: I don't. Like I said, I don't really
2: even know what they're tearing down the Amazon for.
0: Trees, resources, land to build to build on capitalism.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah I think it's ca- cattle is a big thing. I think yeah. you saying capitalism is correct, but capitalism reminded me of cattle. And I think that's actually what it is, is like eating ground. Capitalism, Yeah, capitalism. That's yep. what Texas is built on. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, yeah, if you go into West Texas, all cows, Yep. all cows for literally miles. And you can smell it from like 30 <laughs> miles away. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, just drive... Towards El Paso, How you know I what I mean. How I imagine
0: the Texas chainsaw mask and smell—just cow shit. A little bit more of a
2: heavy metally, bloody smell, probably, but mostly cow shit. You're right. Yeah, no, it's mostly a cow shit smell <laughs> and gasol and like exhaust from the chainsaw. Add some mm-hmm. of that in there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, with the enthusiasm for yeti hunting down to a dull trickle by the twenty. 20- by the 21st century, <laughs> the sighting reports became even fewer and farther between. The most compelling evidence in recent times has been the investigation led by the team of Destination Truth, the paranormal show that ran on sci-fi from 2007 to 2014. <laughs> in the first <laughs> episode of season two, Josh Gates and his team went to the now holy grail of Yeti exp- uh, Expeditions, Mount Everest. Mm. Uh, There they found long and wide five-toed footprints that they made casts of. The footprints were about 13 inches long and 10 inches wide. Not dissimilar in size to the Eric Shipton footprints, but different in shape. Uh, They look kind of like, they look more like human feet than they do Mm. like the the Eric Shipton photo. Uh, The origin of these footprints has yet to be conclusively determined.
2: This isn't the one that's in Walt Disney World, is it?
1: I don't know. I know
2: there is a there are casts of, of feet that were found during a Yeti expedition that are actually on display, not in like the Smithsonian or something, but like actually at Walt Disney World. I don't remember it, which ones they are. I, I mean, just, if it was going to be anything, it, it would have been
1: something from a Destination Truth episode. Have you ever watched that show? No, I
2: haven't. That show, it's no. show
1: is vaguely a, ancient aliens-esque. Mm. <laughs> when,
0: when are we getting the Ghost Adventures episode <laughs> where they find the Yeti? Come on, I need Zach Bagans to like somehow get picture evidence of the Yeti. Because uh, if anyone can do it, it's Zach Bagans. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think anything recently about the Yeti is going to be kind of with a grain of salt because of just how sensationalist, like, Cryptid TV has become. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: Cryptid TV is so sensationalist. You know? mm-hmm. It really it's, is. It's so peak sensationalist that when, like, Ghost Adventures went to Goatman Bridge... Which I'm gonna like consider Goatman a bit of a cryptid in this case. Give it yes. Like that whole episode was so fucking sensationalist it was oh it was wild. Yeah.
1: It's wild.
2: I'm just trying to find really quick, because like I said, I know that there are a few like recent things that are on display, and one of them, like I said, I know is at Walt Disney World for some fucking reason. Why? I don't know. That's one thing it didn't explain. I was like, why of all places? Yeah, why of all places (laughs) fucking... (laughs) But yeah, there are a lot of very recent things. Um, There was one... by the BBC there's a lot of stuff in the british recently. museum
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah but that's, of course there is because yeah. we stole everything yes
1: correct uh and i mean a lot of the people the first people to study the yeti in like the 50s were british or at least like of commonwealth like like sir edmund yeah. hillary was new zealand he was a new zealander but uh he was you know yeah, we
0: we took him as one of ours basically yeah <laughs> um so I'm reading here a report from literally this month no li- this month last year so in April 2019 an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team claimed to have spotted mysterious yeti footprints measuring about you know the same size as the the, the original photos near the uh, Makalu base camp hmm.
2: As early as, like, this year,
1: 2020. No, uh, no, April of last year. Oh, April of last April year. April yes. of wow. last year. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing about the Yeti, is that no matter how much evidence there is to not the contrary, mm. <laughs> uh, everybody's going to still try and look for it. Yeah. And, and, and we keep saying this, it's because of the Himalayas and how, like, dense they are, mm. and the, Barun, ah. the Bar- Barun Valley and how fucking dense that is. And there, anything could be in there. That's the thing.
0: What you're thinking of, Isaac, with the Walt Disney World thing is there is a, an attraction called Expedition Everest at the Animal Kingdom that's themed around the folklore of the yeti oh, and has okay. an animatronic yeti.
2: Oh wow! Sick. See, no, and I just found what I was talking about. That, like it was, it was Josh Gates. He he claimed he found three mysterious footprints in the Himalayas. Um, they determined that it was probably just he misinterpreted a bear track. Nothing more was learned from the print, but the track can be found at a small display in Walt Disney World. Oh, so it, it, it they sent that to Walt Disney World, Sick. and they talked about Oof. like in 2010, China hunters found like a strange animal that they claimed was a yeti, but they determined it was a civet, which was a cat-like animal that lost all its hair from disease. Like that was one of the ones that they found. What, like mange. Now, this is one of my favorite ones. That uh, There was a finger once revered in a monastery in Nepal that was claimed to be from the Yeti. It uh, was examined by researchers at the Edinburgh Zoo in 2011. Okay. So this thing went all over the world all of a sudden. And they just determined it was a human finger probably from a monk that died in <laughs>
1: the mountains.
2: Okay. <laughs> And that one's my favorite Apparently, one. Apparently,
0: um, a yeti was reportedly captured in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the- it turned out that was definitely like a hoax or just a drunken, just drunken. From what because I Russia, yeah. From what I read, <laughs> the
2: Russian one was supposed to boost tourism and like overall like motherland pride you know what i mean just trying yeah. to make them we are russia we are good we find yeti now aren't you impressed we have
0: yeti
1: <laughs> which, which i mean especially since historically yeti stuff has always been found in like nepal or india or like Bhutan yeah. or something like that like not even close sense. like there's a whole it's china th- in between you two
0: it's me russia we have yeti and vodka and also a bit of a <laughs> Dictatorish <laughs> president.
2: <laughs> I think the latest we, we, one... we are
0: Russia. We have Yeti now. <laughs> <laughs> the latest information. We have Yeti now. The latest Please information <laughs> that most of our people die from drunk driving. <laughs> Okay, Aww, that's sad. That's that's, that mo- is sad. that's most countries on the planet at this point, though
2: <laughs> most populations do die of drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think the the latest one, the the article that I was reading a lot of, uh, the latest it went was 2017. Apparently, a team of researchers they analyzed like nine yeti special specimens, like bones, skin, Ooh. teeth, hair, everything like that, all collected from the Tibetan Plateau and in the Himalayas, and they determined that. Of the nine samples, eight were Asian black bears, Himalayan brown bears, or Tibetan brown bears. The ninth was from a dog. (laughs) So, it's like, they keep getting stuff. They they think they're so close, but it just, everything turns out to be mundane. And, I mean, to be... They think
0: they're close, and then there's the yeti standing there, just like, fuck you guys. You ain't gonna catch me. Yeah, like... Like
1: literally, the Yeti is just standing, just sipping like a slushy, like <laughs> watching them. Like, yeah, dumb fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just got
1: <laughs> Or the Yeti is a shapeshifter. Ha ha! I solved it.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, fuck it. But At we'll we'll point, talk about
1: it. we'll talk about theories of what it might be next episode. And maybe. one other thing that yeah.
2: uh, this is kind of unrelated, and I know we're kind of winding down, so this yeah. is where I wanted to mention it. Uh, reading through all the Yeti stuff, I remember there was one where they were talking about how it was a guy that took a picture and it turned out to just be like a weird rock outcropping that turned out to be, that he thought was a Yeti, but then they analyzed it like, this is just rocks. And then like someone went out and actually was like, I found your Yeti, It's this is just it. Um, <laughs> this is rocks. Yeah, but it always reminds me of the both beginning and end. Of Frankenstein, of the novel Frankenstein that oh, yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. I always get the same imagery in my head of them like climbing on the mountainside and seeing the speck of uh like the, the monster on the mountainside crawling away yes. and all that. And I don't I um I'm, I'm curious if Mary Shelley was aware of like Yeti stuff when she was writing it. Yeah, it was one well, thing we didn't even occur to us when we were talking about it, and I'm just in my head, I'm just wondering like was she fucking with some maybe, abominable snowman Victorian lore.
0: Victorian sensationalism.
2: Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: but the the first big uh, sightings and writings of of the Yeti that anybody could really read weren't until the late eighteen hundreds. And it was after her. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, because remember Frankenstein, eighteen fifteen. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I it just
2: it, it was in the back of my brain yeah. as I was researching everything. I was like, I wonder if. And I mean, it's and,
1: possible that the writing of Frankenstein inspired people to look for things like that.
2: Maybe, yeah. That's so.
1: True. Uh, it could be like a chicken in the egg sort of thing. True. Like, yeah.
2: I don't know. Like I said, that was one of my final thoughts about it was just like how similar the imagery that I got from both. Yeah, no, the, I got the, the same sort of imagery. And, and
1: the, the Yeti is still something that's really fascinating to me and that I mm-hmm. would like to learn even more about. Uh, but it, it's just one of those things where it's just so frustratingly <laughs> non-evident. Yep. You know what I mean? I just
0: want to cuddle to cuddle Snow Daddy. <laughs> Snow would Daddy would... My calls?
2: Snow Daddy would crush you like a bug. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. Your bones would mean nothing to Snow Daddy. You would...
0: Good. <laughs> Snow Daddy would crush.
1: Yeah. Maybe you have oil in your bones.
2: <laughs> Turns out Snow Daddy is way more technologically advanced than we give them yeah. credit for. And, and they're using us for in fuel. Our bones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Snow Daddy needs gas for a snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
2: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Think about it. Next Winter Olympics, what if a Bobadal snowman comes out of nowhere and just trounces everybody <laughs> and then eats everyone as well? <laughs>
0: he's, he's just got, like, sunglasses on and it's just, like, finger gunsing his way through, like... All these like events, like skiing. And he's, he's not even using skis. He's that got he's these... just using his feet. And he's just like fuck you. He's got
1: like, he's got like some sick wraparounds. That does
2: sound like the Yeti Chad, if I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hell yeah.
0: And his real name is Chad.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, didn't you know? My name's Chad Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti is my last name. Sorry, sorry. My dad is Mister Yeti. Okay. <laughs> I'm just
0: Chad, guys.
1: <laughs> I'm just Chad. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, so next episode, like I said, we're going to talk about some theories and what it might be and some maybe uh, history of some prehistoric things that are close to the description of what the Yeti might be. Uh, it's interesting. Yeti-adjacent
2: things. When we Yeti adjacent eventually things.
0: get to that episode. Yeah. Because we don't know. Time is not real. Yeah. <laughs> True?
2: I mean... I would like uh, we were talking about it before we started. We have a lot of really cool ideas going forward. Uh, yeah. the second episode of the Yeti episode is just the first of I think a like a list of things that we have that yeah. like being. Just destroyed at work during all of this craziness has just really made us want to be more creative. I think though so yes. we thought of a lot yeah. of like new ideas that were like we would have never thought about this before. Yeah. We're branching out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we I have a, we
1: have a lot of great ideas that we're we're thinking about for next episodes yeah. that are different, definitely different than stuff we've done before. Mm. Uh, we also might have a guest. Uh, on some future episodes um that I mm. think y'all will enjoy.
2: <laughs> Whether or not we enjoy having them, I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> uh
1: yeah so um thanks for listening. Uh I, I know it's been a while, but uh you know we're trying some new things and I think this was a good episode. It was definitely like some of the most research I've ever mm-hmm. done. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially well, since I had fun. like four weeks I've to done do. It. Shit tons. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, for did. those
2: of us that didn't do as much research, which is definitely Chrissy and I, we definitely <laughs> learned some stuff.
1: So. No, it's good. No, I, I'm fine with doing a whole bunch of research. I mean, that's the thing I do anyway, always, is read anyway. So it's just, you know, that's just the way it goes.
2: Uh, Look, there's a squirrel outside our way. Oh, oh, fuck
1: that squirrel. There's a squirrel on our, cor- our carport, <laughs> and he's just staring us down, just nibbling. Just nice. nibbling.
0: What a good, what a lad. I've been spending the my days coming here. home from work playing Animal <laughs> Crossing and like listening to the Beetlejuice musical soundtrack trying to like forget that <laughs> I was at work all day. Yeah. yeah. And rewatching the lighthouse with Stephen. Nice. Fuck you. Probably- Send
2: us that. <laughs> Give us that movie. I don't know if- It's
0: on Amazon Prime at the moment. But I don't have uh, that. I don't I do. want it anymore. I do.
2: Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, we
1: can watch it's it. It's on
0: Prime. Watch the Lighthouse. <laughs> okay
1: cool uh, stay safe <laughs> the everybody the
0: doesn't have yetis okay. but it has mermaid coochie
1: it sure does woof okay, okay. <laughs> stay safe everybody uh, yes. please wash your wash hands wash your damn hands please wash your hands please uh, stay two meters away from everybody uh, And excuse
2: me six feet we're not going to kowtow to the, the the fucking like metric system just because we have someone from across. I don't know the if you noticed, but the is no, op- no, no, I don't. I, you're not going to get to apologize
1: for anything. Six feet, thank you. I don't know if you noticed, no, but the, I also the-
0: say six feet. That makes people
1: <laughs> God sick. damn it! Just let me talk, please. <laughs> Uh, just I don't know if you noticed, but this whole episode I've been using the European way of date formatting. But I have, uh,
2: yeah, and it, it's infuriated me. Well, it's
1: because we're the only country that doesn't use that.
2: <laughs> I've learned... You're that, dumb I have learned. This is just a little tidbit that I learned on Reddit the other day that we can go out on. Apparently, there is a country in the world. I don't know what country it is, but you know, normally, uh, some people put the dollar sign of the currency symbol at the beginning. Right. Some people put it at the end. Right. Apparently, there is a country out there. I don't remember which. But there is one that uses the currency symbol as the decimal. And the Twitter post I read was, this is the only wrong way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: whatever country that is, you're dumb. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye, y'all.